This is the Christian Life Center podcast. Here at CLC, we are messengers of hope, where we believe in taking God's message of hope everywhere we go to everyone we meet. From wherever you are, be encouraged by this week's message. The book of Romans chapter 12, verse 11. If we can remain standing. You know, I come from a generation where we stood for the word of God. I was born in an era of hardwood floors and and pews, um, hymnals instead of screens. I was born in an environment where we were taught to honor the word of God by standing for it. Amen. If we can uh, stand for a bride as she walks down the aisle, if we can uh, stand for a dignitary that comes into our presence, I'm sure that we can stand for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Romans 12, verse 11. Work hard and do not be lazy. Serve the Lord. Shout, serve the Lord. With a heart full of devotion. The Amplified version says this, and I love it. It says, never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit. Serving the Lord. I I, I would ask that you allow me to take my time this morning. I want to talk from the subject, you've got an attitude problem. I want you to find a few people and tell them, you got an attitude problem. <laughs> yeah, find, find somebody else and say, you got an attitude problem. Yeah. Listen, yell up, in, up into the balcony and say, you got an attitude problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Whoo! You got an attitude problem. One of the most psychotic things you can do is connect to a vision and try not to follow it. It's absolutely insane for the Lord to send you to a place and you deliberately disobey the structure for your comfort. Our marriages are struggling because we have a submissive problem. You connected with that man. You said the Lord told you to marry him. And you've done everything in your possibility to fight against his leadership. Oh, the Lord gave you a blessing of a wife. And because you want to be macho, because you, want, you feel like men should handle the finances when you know she's better, you refuse to submit to the gift that the Lord gave you. Listen, let, let's say this one thing. I lived on Old National in Atlanta, Creole Road in the hood, right up the street from Rick Ross's house. I'm not scared of nobody in this room. Okay, so let's get that, let's, let's, get, let's get that together, okay? I'm not ghetto, but I'm not afraid of confrontation, amen? What we do is we, we connect with something, and then we want to gerrymander the structure to fit our comfort. The, the flow of the vision of our house says we are to experience God, connect together, Grow and serve. Somebody shout, grow and serve. And then impact our world. So any part of the vision that I try to manipulate won't work for me. (laughs) Any part of the vision that I try to treat like Ikea furniture won't work for me. Have you ever tried to put something together and you said, you know, I know how this works. So I don't need that screw uh, I don't need those instructions. I don't, I don't need 
uh, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need that part because I can see the picture. I get it. I put together a, a desk before. I put together a chair before. I put together, uh, um, um, uh, I, I put together shelving before. And because I've seen this structure and I've seen something that's similar to it, I don't need to follow the manual. And then we wonder why that chair is shaky. Yeah, 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 yeah. We wonder why. <laughs> we wonder why that desk is wobbly. We wonder why those things don't fit quite properly. It's because we've manipulated the vision uh, and we've skipped steps. So when our church says we experience God, we all like to be in the presence of God. We all like to experience God. But I don't like life groups. Have you heard somebody say that? Like, I like coming to church, but I don't like life groups. I don't want to do life with other people. I don't want to be so close to people that they know my business. Or you have people that say, I love experiencing God. And I love connecting with my brothers and sisters. And I want to grow, but I do not want to serve. I don't have the time to serve. Oh, what, what are the excuses that we create? I don't have the time to serve. Um, uh, I got too many children to serve. Uh, I got bills to pay. I don't have time to, uh, to come up to the church and, and do anything with them. I got stuff to do. Or we make the, the big church excuse. That big old church has a big staff, and they can do the work. But could it be that elements of your life are falling apart because you submitted yourself under a vision that you won't obey? Oh, God. <laughs> Is it, it, could it be? Could it be that the stress that you're experiencing in areas of your life is connected to your direct disobedience? You say, oh, listen, I'm too old to serve God. Okay. But the scriptures show me that Moses was 75. No, it's Abraham that was 75. The Lord called Abraham at the age of 75. Oh, we look at, we look at Jacob. We look at Isaac. It was, it was Jacob that walked up to the Pharaoh and said, I'm embarrassed that I have not lived as long as my ancestors. It was Jacob that lived till he was 147, so I don't want to hear old. The excuses that we create to be disobedient, the excuses that we create to gerrymander a vision, and then we wonder why that vision doesn't work for us. I want to encourage us today. I want to I want to encourage us today in the, in, the, in, the, in the realm of getting our hands dirty and rolling up our sleeves. I want to encourage you. I want to light a fire under you that lets you know you might not want to serve, but you have no choice. Woo! Yes. Because why? Because I belong to God. And because I belong... Okay, I can't get ahead of myself. Listen, I wish I had an organ today to, to, to really scream how I want to scream. But I said, I want to, I want to keep, I want to, I want to, I don't want to do that. Okay. So it says, never lag in zeal. Shout zeal. One thing I can't stand is a slothful person. Woo! I, I can't stand the person who shows up 20 minutes late of what they know is supposed to show up. Oh, I can't stand when something is supposed to start at 8 and it don't start till 845. Woo, the first time I tried to go to a Haitian event, excuse me, excuse me, I'm, 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 listen, I'm sorry, Venezuela, I love my Haitian folks, I love you, listen, my wife is the finest Haitian woman you'll ever see in your life, so, so I'm all about Zolife, okay, I, I, I love, I love my people, right? I got, a, I got a Haitian American daughter named Charlie. And, and so I'm, I'm excited about being a part of the culture. But one thing that I can't stand, <laughs> whoo, 
if you want to burn my grits, if you want to fry my egg, if you want to make the back of my neck uh, just, just uh, is showing up to event. I, I would talk to my wife and my wife would say, um, I said, what time is the event? She said, oh, it's at six. Okay, so we need to leave at 5.30. She said, oh no, we're not leaving till 7.30. 7.30? Somebody shout slothfulness. I don't like slothfulness. I grew up in a household when, 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 when mom or dad or grandma asked you to do something, they said, hurry up and do it. Oh yeah, we, 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 we live, in a, we live in, a, in a world, in a society where, where children can stomp towards obedience. Oh yeah, we live in an environment where, where, where children can huff and puff and, and complain while they comply. Oh, but, but I grew up in an environment where you need to obey and you need to obey with the right attitude. Oh yeah, you need to obey and you need to do it swiftly, shout swiftly. And you know what I also have a problem with is I have a problem with people who are slothful in zeal. We have lost the zeal for the Lord's house. Oh no, it was, it was, the, it was, the, it was the King David that said in the book of Psalm that zeal for your house has eaten me up. Ooh, and he didn't know that he was prophesying the Lord Jesus. When Jesus uh, was angry inside of the temple and, 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 and the Messiah braided a whip and he started beating people out of the house of God because they were, they were in the house and they weren't being productive. They were in the house and they were, they were gerrymandering the, 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 the reason why that house was put in place. He said, for my house shall be called a house of prayer. And the, pro, and, 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 the, and the apostles watched him and they said, zeal has eaten me up. Zeal for your house has consumed me. We've lost zeal for the house of God. We've lost respect for the house of God. Oh, I, I, I grew up in a generation where you didn't come with gum in your mouth in the house of God. You remember that? You remember that? I, I remember there was an old lady with white gloves in the, at the front door. That said, give it to me, spit it out right here. Your level of zeal is showing even by how you give. If I tell my wife that I love her, but I don't get her anything for Valentine's Day, If I tell my wife she's the most beautiful girl in the world and I miss her birthday, that's doghouse energy, ain't it? Yeah. If I tell my wife that I love her, but I won't invest in her by giving her gifts, by sowing into her life with things that she told me that she loves, then I cannot say that I love her if I know exactly what she wants and I withhold it. We have lost a zeal for the Lord's house. But all the while, while we want to build our own. Whew, your house don't miss a meal. The lights are still on at your house. But I heard the prophet say, shall I be building my house while there are stuff in the house of God that's going undone? Oh, we've lost zeal for the Lord's house. Oh, we've lost zeal. We've, 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 we've seen that We've cared more about paying the things that we need to pay than making sure we give the things to God that he asked for. Oh, yeah. No, no. Listen, I like when it's quiet. Oh, man, because quiet makes me feel good. Quiet makes me feel like you're listening to me. 
I cannot say that I love the Lord's mission. I cannot say that I love the Lord's house and I refuse to invest in his kingdom. I cannot say that I love the Lord's house and when the plate passes me, I have nothing to give. Oh, there was a worship song that says, what must I render to Jehovah? For he has done so very much for me. Listen, I'm a living witness. Listen, I'm a living witness that when you trust the Lord with your finances, oh, he will make a way out of no way. I'm a living witness. I'm a living witness that when you give to your God, he will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. I'm a witness. I'm a living witness that when I, when I needed bills paid, he made a way. Oh yeah. When I, when I needed money, he always made sure it was there. I'm a living witness that when you obey the Lord, he, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I promised that I wouldn't yell today, but I'm a living witness. I'm a living witness that the process works. <laughs> I'm a living witness that the process works. I'm, I'm a living witness to miracle money. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a living witness for, 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 for people just calling you and say, I was thinking about you. <laughs> and I got $2,000 for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a living witness that, that he's a way maker, that he's a miracle worker, that he's a promise keeper, that he's a light in the darkness. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a living witness. But I can't be a living witness without following the structure. I can't be a living witness. You know what we love to do? We love to pray and not obey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We love to come up in the front and, and lift our hands and, and jump and sweat. But as long as I don't have to obey, my praise will deceive those around me to think that I'm in alignment with the kingdom. Woo! But here's the thing, if we are going to see a shift in our life, if we are going to see a shift in aspects of our life that we've been praying God for, we have to get in line with the vision of the house that we are being covered by. Oh yeah, so when your pastor tells you to get your phone out, and sign up. Oh yeah, we don't like that. <laughs> we don't like that. When the pastor tells you to do something, he's not telling you because he's trying to control you. Our pastor is trying to get something to you. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you cannot, you cannot shift into being a disciple maker without growing and serving. Oh yeah, 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 we want, we want school of discipleship. Oh, but we don't want to connect. We don't want to connect with the with the with the outreach ministry to go to go see if people need the uh, need the Lord. We want to connect with worship, but we don't want to do anything that's going to make us uncomfortable. We don't want to be a community of people who are just consumers. I'm not even at my text. We want to be a we don't want to be a community of people who just suck dry everything everything that's being offered in the ministry but not give back. I promised that I wouldn't yell. But I'm yelling. Listen, I have zeal for the Lord's house. I don't know anything else but the Lord's house. I, don't, I, I, I was born on a Baptist pew to a grandmother who was Baptist and, and, a, and a grandfather who was Methodist. I was then taken from there and I, and I, and I got thrown into a Pentecostal environment. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, so, so everything, everything that I know, all I know is the Lord's house. My success is connected to the Lord's house. My, my peace is connected to the Lord's house. My joy is connected to the Lord's house. I'm married because of the Lord's house. Shut your mouth. If it wasn't for me saying yes 
to this house, I wouldn't have Charlie. I wouldn't have Sasha. I would, my joy wouldn't be full. I wouldn't have a reason to dance. <laughs> Listen, if you see me being lighter, if you see me being lighter, it's because I have a woman. I got a woman in my life. I got a feisty Haitian in my life that brings me joy. So if you see me skipping around here or floating, just know I'm connected to a Haitian. Amen. Amen. Point one. <laughs> Point one. Listen, I, I, I know that it's Super Bowl Sunday. I know that we want to see the Chiefs and we want to see the Eagles today. Yeah, it's 6 p.m. So that means I can preach till 4. What time is Yeah, I got you. It means I can preach till 4. Listen, I know you want to see the Eagles and the Chiefs, but I know a Chief Cornerstone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Point number one. If you're taking notes today, I'm going to stop playing. Point number one, if you're taking notes today, have the mindset of a servant. Somebody shout mindset. On the corner of that, right attitude. Philippians 2, 5 through 7. It says, let this mind be in you. Oh, yes. Which was also in Christ Jesus. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. When we look at the mindset, we have to look at posture and position. My mom knew when I had the wrong attitude because of my posture. Anybody grew up in an environment where your mama said, fix your face or I'm going to give you a reason to frown? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to give you a reason to cry. You want, you're crying right now, but I'm going to give you a reason. What did she see? What did they see? They saw in your body language what was going on in your mind. So, 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 so my energy told her that I was in rebellion. My, 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 my facial expressions showed to her that even though you gave me an instruction, I didn't receive it. And so what my mom was trying to get me to do was trying to fix your brain, or I'm going to fix it for you, right? <laughs> and then fix your body language. And, and, and what, what, what we need to understand about attitude is that attitude is an artistic word. Uh, when a sculptor was, was building a sculpture, the posture that he would put the sculpture in was called a sculpture's attitude. So whatever posture the sculptor, okay, <laughs> put the, 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 the clay in was called its attitude. So I can know your attitude by your posture. I can know your attitude by your position. People don't have a serving problem. They have an attitude problem. And the attitude begins in your mind. Say your mind. Uh, you must let it happen. What the scripture says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. You've got to let it happen. And allow the word of God to change your mind. That's the only way that you change your righteous mind is through the word of God. Uh, Romans 12, he said, uh, I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service or your reasonable act of worship. And be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our mind? We renew our mind through the word of God. Uh, we renew our mind through study. We renew our mind through rubbing our minds up against the Holy One of Israel. We, 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 we renew our minds by, by, by searching the scriptures. 
but we don't like to search the scriptures anymore. Oh, we like worship. We like praise. We like dancing, but we don't like searching the scriptures. The, in the scriptures are the power of God. <laughs> in the scripture, my, my life has changed because of the scriptures. Uh, I, I don't know any other way but the word of God. <laughs> I, I, I can't make, our family doesn't make decisions without the word of God. And that's the only way that you're going to adjust your mind is through the word. We have opinions, we have, we have thought processes, we have concepts, we have, we have all of these ideas that run contrary to the truth. And when we start studying the Word of God, the Word of God changes our mindset and brings us into alignment with the kingdom. Shout study. I said shout study. The only way that I can be transformed is if I'm close to the Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, when we look at the word uh, metamorpho, that de the definition of that word means you are transformed by who you're with. Oh, can't you tell when your, when your friend has been with your enemy? I can tell that you've been with somebody who don't like me because of your posture. Oh, can't you tell when a man you're dating is acting a little funny in a particular environment? He take you out in public and he walking fast. What are you walking so fast for? You know? You want to be in the darkest part of the restaurant. You want to be in the back by the, by the bathrooms. It's like, stop it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I got you. My, 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 mom, my mom, when I came home acting out of character, my mom would say, who you been with? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I didn't raise you that way. Listen, transformation happens to you through who you're connected with. And so if we want to see the transformation that, the, that God has called us to see, we have to stick and be close with the word. Oh, man. When I spend time with the word, you wonder why there are certain people who you get around and you just feel the presence of God in their life. It's because they've been with somebody. Oh, yeah, you can hear the difference when somebody sings. You can tell that they've been with somebody. Oh, yeah, there's a transformation that happens because of proximity. Oh, yes. And, and because I'm close to him, it starts to work on the inside, which leads me to point number two. Shout point number two. Take the form of a servant. Okay, so with the mindset of a servant, through the scriptures, it transforms me into a different person. When my mindset gets transformed through the word of God, I start to take the shape of the thing that I'm in community with. This is why the process of our vision is so important. This is why you cannot neglect the connection piece of our vision. Because when you start rubbing up against believers who are passionate about service, you in turn want to serve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if all of your friends are serving, if all of the people you love spending time with are, 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 are on the connection team or who are, are serving in vibe or who are serving in surge or who are on the praise team, if the people that you've been doing life with are spending their time, offering their time to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, it automatically makes you want to serve because it's about proximity. Shout proximity. And so it takes us into the form of a servant. So when I'm connected to the word of God, when I'm connected to the vision of the house, 
it transforms me from the inside out. Okay. So, uh, 50 Cent said, You thought it was going to be a deep scripture. He said, what's coming up next? He said, 50 Cent said. Listen, I wasn't allowed to listen to rap in my house, in my mom's house, right? I remember one time I tried to hide my CDs. Yeah? I tried to hide my CDs under a Donnie McClurkin CD in my CD player. I woke up the next morning, I saw the Donnie McClurkin on top, I said, she missed it, she didn't see it. I got on the bus, all them CDs was cracked. She, she cracked every single one of them and put them back in the CD player and said nothing. <laughs> but 50 Cent said, you a wankster, you ain't never shot nothing. Okay. There's a difference, why am I saying that? There's a difference between a servant and one who takes on the form of a servant. <laughs> There's a difference between a, a, a wankster and one who grew up in the hood. Okay. There's a difference. Let, let, me, let me get on your level here. Let me, let, me, let me talk a little simpler. There's a difference between fashion and style. Okay. Yeah. Fashion is I'm adjusting with the culture. So if the culture says this looks good, then I'm going to wear that because I feel accepted because of the, 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 what's going on in the culture. Style says I can have on a t-shirt and jeans. And I'm still giving you fashion. Style says, style says it doesn't matter what I put on, it's the way that I wear it that makes me different. Oh yeah, yeah, style, style is birthed from the inside. Shout from the inside. So, so, so serving is similar. Serving is birthed from the inside. Oh man, I, you can't fake service. Oh no, 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 you can't fake service. I've, I've been to restaurants and you can see the people who are passionate about service and the people who want to check. <laughs> you can see the people who are, who are attentive about meeting your needs versus the people who are ready to go home. Right? So, so in, 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 order, in order to be effective, you've got to take on the form of a servant. Right? So, so when, I, when, 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 when I take on the form of a dove, you no longer see Charles. When I take on the form of a lion, you no longer see me. And so when I take on the form of a servant, you no longer see Pastor Charles, but you see a servant of the Most High God. In this scripture in Philippians 2, it said, and Jesus emptied himself. Who? He emptied himself and took on the form of a servant. When you take on the form of a servant, you embody it outwardly, but the work is really happening from the inside out. When you take on the form of a servant, you are willing to take off your, your weekly title I know you're a businessman, but you're still supposed to serve. I know you make $3 million a year, but we still need you in that parking lot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're a recording artist, but I need you to stand at that door and greet people as they come in. I understand the concept of having to take off Pastor Charles when I get home. Sasha don't need Pastor Charles when, she, when I walk in the house. When I walk in the house and, and Charlie is screaming at the top of her lungs, uh, uh, Sasha doesn't need me to hold up the, the number four. Uh, she doesn't need me to go like this. <laughs> she, does, she doesn't need me to do all the things that I would do in, 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 in quarterbacking an atmosphere. What she needs me to do is grab some wipes. What mama needs me to do is, is grab a bottle. <laughs> what she needs me to do is wipe a behind. Right, so, so I have to take off the form of a pastor, okay? And I have to put on the form of a husband when I walk through the door so that I can serve the needs of my wife. Shout amen. It's the difference between, for all of my um, 
comic book movie enthusiasts. It's the difference between Mystique and the Transformers. Oh, if, you, if you're interested at, at all in, in these nerdy things, Mystique would see somebody and take on their likeness. But deep on the inside, she was still Mystique. But the Autobots, the Transformers, they can't, when they transformed what they really were, which were warriors, they were, they were disguising themselves as cars. But what they really were were warriors. When the word of God hits your heart, and when you really get a hold of the vision that our pastors have so beautifully created for our benefit, it starts to transform you from the inside out. I'm, I'm a living witness that I'm not the same person I was when I first entered this house. Why? Why? Because I allowed the work of the Holy Spirit, I allowed, I, I, I allowed the vision to do surgery on my soul. I, 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 you know, the, one of the first conversations that I, that I had with our fantastic pastor, can we lift up a loud shout of praise? And, and can we give God praise? You stop that. Can we give God praise for our fantastic leader? Amen. Pastor Tom and Pastor Candy have been instrumental in my development. I wouldn't be who I am right now if it wasn't for Pastor Tom saying, there's more in you than what, you, than, than, than what you're taking advantage of. And one of the first conversations that I had with Pastor that was very transformative is he said, Charles, you're connected to the vision, but you're allowing your introversion to separate you from the, from the, from the blessing that is in the vision. And so I would sit in certain environments and if it was not, if nobody was talking to me, I was reading a book. Okay. And as soon as I started to submit to the atmosphere and say, listen, you've been invited into a room for a particular reason. I need you to get involved with what we're doing. So that you can, so that you can, so, so, that, so that the reason why I invited you, people can see the goal that you have to be able to contribute to the conversation. When I chose to submit to what was going on in the house, it absolutely changed my life. When you allow the vision to change you through submission, when you allow the vision to adjust your attitude, you start to see blessings like you've never seen before. Point three, and we're going to go home. Because I know you got some rotel or some chicken or something ready for this Super Bowl party. Point three, simplify your life for service. Ooh, I had a conversation with a pastor in my mid-twenties. I was, I was showing up to the office every day late. Can you imagine? As aggressive as I feel about time now in this, <laughs> at this age, in my early twenties, I showed up at the office every day late. Every day and only lived 10 minutes away from the church. Had no wife, no kid, no furniture in the house. I, this is, I, I didn't have nothing, nothing was in, I didn't trip over no furniture on the way to the car. Like there was nothing that, 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 that should have stopped me from being on time. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Pastor Brian Horn, a fantastic man of God, said, come here. He pulled me into his office and he said, there is a deacon 
that is on dialysis, struggling from cancer, and he beat you to the church. He said, I live 30 minutes away from the church. I have two daughters, and I beat you to the church. And these words that he said to me absolutely transformed my perspective. He said, Charles, simplify your life. I think there is a, is a level of clutter in our lives that stop us from serving God. I was making a steak for my wife. And uh, I, I'm, I, I am the cook in my house. Amen. Yes. I love to cook for my queen. I love to cook for my wife. I, I love to do it. I love cooking. And speaking of cooking, uh, um, Tony Newbold, if you're watching, Brother Tony, I owe you cornbread, collard greens, and the song, Whose Report Will You Believe? I have not forgotten. I know you, you keep excellent records, so don't hurt me, Okay. The man of God says, simplify your life for service. We have, I was cooking for my wife, and I like to make her steak because she likes steak, right? And I was trying different seasonings. I would do salt, pepper. I would do onion powder. I would do garlic powder, and I, and I would do a little cumin. And I would put it in the, and I would put it in the, on the stove or I would put it in the oven or I would try many different ways of making it. And it would always come out pretty good. Oh, but lately I've just been trying salt and pepper. <laughs> when I put salt and pepper on that bad boy and then I stuck it into the air fryer. Woo! <laughs> that bad boy crusted it on the outside. And it was juicy on the inside. And the Lord gave me a revelation. He said, Charles, many people are over-seasoning their life. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, so many people are, 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 are trying to add so much to their life when, when, when the meat of their life only needs salt and pepper. Uh, they're, they're, we, we've got so many activities. We've got uh, so many. We've, we've got so many things on our checklist. And one of the things that we've left off our checklist is serving God. I haven't missed it today. I, I'm not distracted. We've we've missed serving God because our plate is too full. Uh, we've added too many additives to our life, and then we have the nerve to say, "I don't have time." We have the nerve to say, I'm burnt out, and we don't have a Sabbath. We have the nerve, I need to say that again. We have the nerve to say, I'm burnt out, and I don't, I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to get involved with what they're doing over there at the church, because I don't want to get burnt out. How is it that you're burnt out when the Lord gave a Sabbath? Oh God. My Friday, your Friday evening is full of running the streets. Your Saturday morning is running the streets. Your midday is running the streets. Your nighttime on Saturday is running the streets. You're shopping, you're window shopping, you're down there at Bell Harbor and Aventura and, and, and the Galleria and you're eating brunch with your girls and you're doing all of those things and then you have the nerve to show up late on Sunday because I'm tired. No, you need to simplify your life. Shout simplify your life. I need to simplify my life for service. I need to clear out all of the dead weight. I need, to, I, need to, I need to do what the Apostle Paul said in the book of Hebrews where he said, lay aside every weight and everything that's so, every sin that so easily besets you. I have to simplify myself for service. Final thought. You have been delivered for deployment. Ooh, you have been delivered for deployment. What does that mean? 
the Lord didn't save you for you to cross your arms and just look up into the sky waiting on his return. Exodus 9.1, it was one of the, the, the beautiful things that the Lord said to, to Moses. He said, tell Pharaoh to let my people go, who that they may serve me. We, we have a, and, and, that, and that word serve there is, is translated, they're already your slaves. Let them go so that they can be mine. What he said is, let my people go so that they may serve me. Ephesians 2.10, we already know this one. He says, for we are his workmanship, <laughs> created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Galatians 5.13, it says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another. What I want to get us to understand, what I want to get us to understand is this. We have a, we have an American view of slavery, which we experienced in America through using people of color to build the nation, free slave labor. But the biblical form of slavery is a lot different. The biblical form of slavery was you had a debt that you could not repay. You had a debt that you could not repay. So because you cannot pay that debt, you will have to work for me until you can pay it back. In this concept, what are we saying? We are slaves to Christ. We have been bought with a price. Oh yes. We have been, we, have, we were purchased off of the slave block. We have been yanked out of darkness into his marvelous light to show forth the praises of him. It was Paul in 2 Timothy that said that we are vessels that have been separated unto good works. Ah, we belong to him. And because we belong to him, we have no choice. Because he owns me, because he purchased me with his blood, because his back was torn to shreds on my behalf. They ripped out his beard just for me. Oh man, the, the, the nails in his hands and the nails in his feet were to free me from the bonds of slavery. He suffered so that I might live. Oh, he was crucified and, 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 and buried so that I might raise with him. Oh man, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his, by his stripes, I'm healed. I have access to healing because of what he did. Ooh, I, have a, I have a relationship with the Father because of what he did. Because of his sacrifice. Oh, because of him dying and, and hanging on a tree. I have access with the Father. I was pulled out of the miry clay. I was called out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so my only response to the master is yes, sir. Oh, when you tell me to do something, yes, sir. Oh, when my church needs something, yes, sir. Uh, whatever you do. I remember a song that said, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, 
don't do it without me. Like, and, 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 and not because I want to be seen, but because I want to be a part of telling you thank you for what you've done for me. Can we stand up on our feet and lift our hands? We have been delivered for deployment. The Lord did not save you so that you can purely just look up in the sky and wait on his return. The Lord saved you so that you could get to work. Oh, Lord. The Lord changed you so that you can get to work. And I don't mean to be offensive here. And, and this could sound, you know, people are touchy nowadays. This could sound bad. But I want you to hear my heart when I say this. If you've been purchased by the master, to work the fields of the kingdom and you choose not to work you could be categorized as a spiritual runaway and so some of us are experiencing the, the lash of life on our backs because we refuse to submit to the Lord's call of service Some of you are even experiencing perpetual sickness in your body because you refuse to serve the Lord. How do I know? The scripture says, he said, if you obey and serve me, I will remove sickness far from you. Okay. There, there, there's benefit in serving God. You know, it was, it, was, it was the Lord that said, I'm going to take record of what you said about me. It was Malachi 3. He said, you said it's not profitable to serve God. And I remember it. I remember those words where you said, the wicked prosper and they get everything that they want. But it is unprofitable to serve the Lord. We owe him our service. We owe him a response. First, we have to have the mindset of a servant. We receive the mindset of a servant by meditating on the word of God. Through proximity with the word made flesh, we are transformed into something different after we're transformed we're moved into we're moved into simplifying our life for service and we have to know that we have been deployed we have been we have been delivered for deployment can we lift our hands to the king and just for a moment if you need to let's repent no music, Jeffy. If we need to, let's repent. Open up your mouth. And say, I've lost zeal for your house. I've stopped giving. I've, I've even stopped attending. And I've been satisfied with watching it online. Oh, no, I don't have any health problems. Oh, no, it's not doctor's orders that I stay at home. But I found comfort in not being in the house of God. And so Bedside Baptist has been my permanent membership. Let's repent. Let's repent. My pockets seem like they have holes in them. Why is it? because I haven't been putting my money towards the house of God. My life seems to be falling apart. Could it be that the key is getting involved in the house of God?
Lord, forgive us. Forgive us for being under a vision that takes us through a transformational process of leadership that we've ignored. Forgive our excuses for not getting involved in getting involved in your kingdom. You're not too old to serve the Lord. You're not too young to serve the Lord. I'm a woman. Oh, there's plenty of fire-baptized, passionate women who serve in this ministry. There is no excuse excuse not to get involved in this house. You may be seated. You were given a card when you walked in. In this card on one side, there is a QR code that gives you the opportunity to discover your shape. If you don't know where, if you don't know your specific gifts, if you don't know uh, where the Lord uh, has called you to, use this QR code to be able to, to, to lock in to what the Lord has done on the inside of you so that you can get involved. On the other side of this card, is our different locations. Specifically, you would use your Fort Fort Lauderdale QR code. And as soon as you use this QR code, all of the ministries will pop up for you. Every single ministry that you can get involved in. And listen, let's not make any excuses today. Pastor, would you take somebody once a month? Would you take somebody once a quarter? We can render our service to the Lord. We have the time. We have the ability. Let's make the adjustment. And let's adjust our attitude so that we can give God what he deserves. Amen. Would you pay attention to this video, please? Hi, my name is Jeanette. I've been here attending CLC since 2015. My name is Remy. I've been here for seven to eight years now. I serve within our uh, red carpet ministry, specifically our Connection Center. I serve in outreach uh, ministry. I've been serving since 2016. And I've been serving here um, in outreach ministry for four years by now. So I got involved due to our SOD program and one of the requirements to graduate is to be connected to a ministry. I've always been told that I smile a lot, (laughs) um, that I love speaking to people and so I just felt really led to get connected to our connection team, which is that team that gets our people, our congregation, connected and assimilated into our church body. I got connected um, through, um, to outreach from a friend named Jake. Jake says like, Remy, there's a ministry that Pastor Sean actually leading. And I said like, what kind of outreach? I'm a minister are talking about? I said outreach, he said it's every Saturday. And I decided to actually started serving that ministry. We actually met through outreach and now fast forward, she is my wife. (laughs) I would definitely say that serving has impacted our marriage. It's pretty much one of the foundations of our marriage. We believe that we were joined together to glorify God. And so it's such a privilege and an honor to serve together. We love the Lord and we love serving God, serving his people together. I would say it's better to serve than to be served. I believe that greatness can only sin when we are willing to serve one another because Jesus himself was a, was a servant. He was able to lay down his own life to serve other people, other people's needs, denying himself to serve other people's needs. My encouragement to anyone who's probably on the fence about serving is that it's just such a great way to get connected to the church. Maybe you're new here, um, maybe, um, 
you're not connected yet into maybe a life group or anything like that, serving, getting connected um, in a ministry just helps with forming community. It's a great way to get involved. It's a great way to get to know people. And you never know, God may answer your prayers through serving. My name is Joey Colon. I've been attending COC since 2021. I'm currently part of the production team. I started attending COC in 2021. I came here to an encounter for the three days. Through the encounter, I was asking the Lord a confirmation to see where he wanted me to serve. Pastor Charles approached me and we prayed together and he gave me some words also from the Lord confirming uh, for me to serve at the Spanish campus. After that, I started attending the Spanish ministry and eventually I started serving in the media department. What I enjoy most about volunteering is being able to be part of the body of Christ and being able to serve and help others. I encourage others that would like to be part of the body of Christ and serve because it creates growth, it breaks strongholds, and also you feel more a part of the body of Christ. I encourage others not also to think of the big campus, that there's other rooms that they can also serve and expand. The talents that, uh, that God has given you, God always gives the answer. If this ministry is making an impact in your life, why not help us make an impact on the lives of others by partnering with us today? You can give through our CLC app or at clcftl.org forward slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe for more inspiring messages like this. Now go and be messengers of hope.